What's up, everybody? Same uh, outfit this week. The same outfit. Same background. Different week. Week five. Gaming Society. Football edition. I say edition because I like just saying football edition. That's Mike Fick getting hyped up there. I'm Dave Anderson. We, we've been excited. We're getting better at this. We're uh, we're actually making good picks. I, I'm excited to review how how accurate we were last it's week versus down. two weeks ago. We're actually doing a good job. I'm excited to share our knowledge. But more than anything, excited to talk football with Mike Vick. That doesn't get to happen every day. And, and here we are. I, I always like to start when I think it's important for us to start with. Basically, what do you think happened in week four, right? Who impressed you the most? Who stood out? Who 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 didn't show up? That's always what I want to say. Like, wh- wh- who? what happened week four, Mike? Man, Give me a breakdown. Week four was a good week. I mean, I was proud of a lot of teams. Uh, I didn't expect the 49ers to lose. Um, I Jimmy G went down and I'm then Trey you. Lance had to come in. And, and um, I thought that was a game that they could have won based on the morale of the Seattle Seahawks. And that didn't happen. Uh, a couple of teams got just stomped. Um, the Texans got beat like 45 to nothing by the Bills. <laughs> like, I thought they would be more competitive. They, they cannot right? get Tyron Taylor back soon enough. No, things are, are going uh, in the wrong direction down there. They're and spiraling out of yeah, control. Things are going in the wrong. Houston, direction. we have a problem. Exactly, and that's your squad. And I didn't want to bring that up. And, and I know you got a affinity for them, and it's it's yep. a real yep. thing. But it's man, okay. it was still disappointing. So uh, them, and then it was good to see uh, the New Orleans Saints. They they got they got past that the hurdle that they had to jump. So it was good yeah. to see them win. It was good to see Jameis get a win and, and you know bounce back in strong. the right fashion. Yeah, in the right fashion, yeah. and, and not looking like he did the week before versus uh, the New England Patriots, where they won the game, but he kind of like chucked one in the back of the end zone, and Sean Payton like looked down. So yeah, man, it was a good week. Good week for him. Looking forward to week five. On an embarrassing note, it's sad that the Monday Night Football game got suspended when you're considering it's pretty much an indoor stadium and there was a lightning delay. So I'm, I'm a little disappointed on my yeah, fellow yeah. Angelinos. Yeah, that was a good game. I'm, yeah, that was a really good game. I'm, I'm really disappointed on the Houston Texans. Um, I don't think I ever got shut out in my NFL career. And yeah. we had some poor teams. We started third string quarterbacks. We had... Don't matter. You always got to figure your dogs got to show up. You got to put some points yeah. on the board. You got to fight, not not scoring at all. Because you know the Bills are putting their third stringers, second, yeah. third stringers after yeah, 28, you get 35 to I mean, nothing. Especially in the full so quarter, at least something. get three. That's frustrating. Uh, I'm with you. There were some teams that showed up. It is so tough to overcome morale, like what you mentioned with the Seahawks. Yeah. They, were, they were kind of losing that locker room a little bit, as, as what people had made it out to believe. It'll be interesting to see about Jacksonville. We'll talk about plenty, uh, plenty uh, about them coming up here. But like, yeah. I, I, I do, uh, I, I do look at you know what we set the stage, um, week one or week zero even here at the Gaming Society talking about the NFL in chunks. Right, yeah. that's the first quarter of the NFL. Theoretically, it used to be now with seventeen games. It's a little yeah. wonky, but hey, that's the first chunk. Any team that's three and one, four and zero oh is pretty happy. Obviously, very happy. But any team that's three and one is feeling pretty good about themselves. Yeah. No? Well, you got to look at the Arizona Cardinals, and it yeah. starts with the quarterback play. The quarterback is the leader of the team, hands down. He's the captain of the ship. He's the general. And when he's playing yeah. well, everybody feeds off that energy. You know you know when Matt, Swap, Matt Schaub was in his heyday and he was playing some good football, you came into the game knowing you was going to get a couple looks. And, yeah, and so on, the off, on both sides of the ball, they are – 
really clicking and it's good to see. It gives everyone a lot of confidence, yes. right? Like not just your offense and people that he's uh, giving the ball to, but people he's handing the ball to in defense. And speaking of teams with confidence, you know, our newsletter is intriguing matchup of the week, Sunday night football, the Buffalo Bills, just like you talked about, shut out the Houston Texans are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, a matchup between, what, two of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league, two of the best young quarterbacks in the league, um, two franchises that really kind of uh, rose up. You know, about when we were playing, the Chiefs and the Bills were not a very fun uh, franchise to watch. These are two of the most exciting franchises in the NFL right now. I'm pretty excited to see the Sunday Night Football Bills versus Chiefs. What What do you think? And this is a Chiefs team that's getting beat up. Everyone's bringing their A game. And this is a Bills team that's coming on, coming off of two pretty victories. I mean, Man. have you seen anything like this? First of all, they serve the Texans up with a serious donut. And yeah. out of all the storylines and all the things that happened in week four, that's all I can picture in my mind. I don't, I don't know the exact score, maybe 45 to nothing, but I know when I seen it and it was the final, I was, man, I was a little disappointed because it was a donut, correct? Yeah. It was a donut, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, and, and that just don't happen. I mean, we can ask our producer, when was the last time a team had a donut in the game? He might say like 2017 or something. So it just don't happen. Well, then the so, Bills did it back-to-back weeks, 40-0. to zero. I think the Bills shut people out back-to-back weeks. They haven't let anyone I, score I know they scored weeks, a lot of points. I know they scored a lot yeah. of points. And, and they really, you know, they, they whipping teams in the rear, for real. And, and, and so that being said, the matchup with Kansas City makes it more intriguing because you know, Kansas City, they trying to get their mojo too. You know, they got out of Philly. It was a tough win. Um, but, you know, all the stars showed up. I think Patrick threw five TD passes and Tyreek Hill caught three. So they they got their magic back, and that has to be on full display this week because most importantly in this game, the Kansas City Chiefs defense is going to have to play a lot better you know, versus Josh Allen, who's playing some good football right now. I think that's a – you just touched on the key to the game, in my opinion, right? It's we, – we know – we're going to talk about quarterbacks. We got Mike Vick here talking about quarterbacks. I played offense. We're going to talk about quarterbacks, receivers. We're going to talk about explosive offenses. But it's, in my opinion, the Bills' defense versus Kansas City's defense, right? right. Yeah. It's can the yeah. Bills do something, even any what sim, anything like what they've done two of the yeah. last three weeks? So it wasn't two weeks ago that they shut out Miami, or it wasn't last week. It was two weeks ago, thirty-five yeah. zero. They shut out Miami. So like. They're playing lights out defense. Can't yeah. they do anything close to that again? Because if they, in my opinion, if they hold Kansas City three touchdowns, they got a chance. They're going to show up with their chest that's out. That's not easy to do. They're going to show up with their chest out. Based on what they did the last two weeks, they're going to show up with their chest out and feeling like we don't care about what y'all doing or, you know, what y'all got going on in the record, being in Kansas City. And Kansas City used to respect that, and that should make them play their best football. So I expect this yeah. to be the game of the week. Yeah, and in Sunday night football, in a lot of ways, it is Chiefs minus three and a half. So they're favored going in their point total 56. I, I think what's interesting about this is this is probably what early October. This is one of the last weeks where you can actually expect people to be flying around in Buffalo because come end of October, November, oh, yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. it's snow. You got it's it's damp, it's cold, yeah, it's a miserable yeah. place to play. That's when I would actually factor in some weather and stuff like this into the score and how many points are, are going to go out there. But that, that's not included in my opinion. But Chiefs minus three and a half. Who do you like in this game? Do you like the Chiefs? Do you like the Bills? Uh, to me, it's kind of a pick 'em. 
Um, but but Vegas has the Chiefs favored by three and a half. Okay, the fact that Chiefs at home. Pull it up. Chiefs at home. Okay, Chiefs Kingdom in the building. Shout out to Chiefs Kingdom. I did an internship with the boys. I did an internship with KC. Everybody in 2017. I almost became a, a coach until Fox called. Andy Reid gave me some good advice, and I I got jettisoned. It's a good deal. <laughs> Based on what you just said in, in terms of uh, point spread, so you say the Bills, uh, three point underdogs. Yep. Minus three. Three and a half. Three and a half. So you're pretty much asking me a prediction on the game. I'm asking who do you think is going to win? I think it's who's going to win. I don't think the question is covered. The Chiefs win. And the only reason I say that is because the Chiefs play at home. I feel like last week was a moment, man. A good moment in time for the Chiefs to just jail. And even though... Josh Allen, those guys coming off two big wins, I think there's still some vulnerability. Um, and, and, and and this is a good test. So I think the Chiefs win, and I think they cover. I, I, think, I think if this Kansas City team hadn't been to the Super Bowl, hadn't been a team that, that returns a lot of starters, a two-and-two two start would have been frustrating for a lot of teams. Yeah. Um, that, that has these high expectations, but they know it's a long season. A team like the Bills, you're exactly right, is a little vulnerable in this situation. They're feeling right. themselves. They're, they they think they're, you know, uh, they haven't been this experienced. They might come in and steamroll the Chiefs, can might continue this on, or yeah. might they just ride high and roller coaster right into the yeah. ground. So I'm with you. I think it's interesting. But, but, but a more interesting question, do either of these quarterbacks, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, have a chance to win the MVP? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's they got a chance. They got a chance. Do you like either of them? Do you like? I like both of them. The MVPs? I like both of them. You know, the five quarterbacks, yeah. four or five quarterbacks. I would say right now, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers playing some good football, and then got to throw Kyler Murray into the conversation. So yeah, Josh and Patrick both have a chance because the one thing that I know is going to happen, they're going to continue to win games, and they both should sit at the top of their division respectively, at the end of the season. So that being said, it's got to be some good football in between, and I think the good football is yet to come. This is a, yep. a, a marquee matchup that you can't miss. And, and you know what? It puts a lot of pressure on these young quarterbacks to perform early, I think. When you look yeah. at Patrick Mahomes, now you forget he's had a couple of years on a, a service under his belt now and Josh Allen, but you still recognize those guys as young quarterbacks. The gunslingers. The gunslingers. But how about this? The We're not talking, you mentioned them, but Kyle, they're not the favorite to win the MVP right now. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, the favorite to win I the mean, MVP that's little bro. the NFL right little now. Bro. Yeah, yeah, true dual He's got to be your little bro in a lot of ways. There's, you watch him play. Um, there's obviously like some easy comparisons to Mike Vick. My, uh, minus is not left handed, but like- sling it uh, like you do. But the boy has got feet. And you know what I think people forget? Like I, I was watching, so I go to a bar and I watch the game, and uh, they have all the TVs on. You watch Kyler Murray escape, and it's a second and seven, and he kind of like gets, he gets kind of stuck in the pocket weasels his way out and then kind of turns a corner and runs for nine yards and gets a first down. It doesn't look like that big of a play. Yeah. But if he get if that's a normal quarterback, that's a sack and that's right. third and 12 and they're off the field. Right. He extends a change that you have and people don't even see a little eight yard run and how impressive yeah. that eight yard run yeah. is to get around that defensive end who runs a four, four probably. And then scoot out of bounds like that. Like that reminds me of you. 
Well, first off, I say it's really cool that you can go to a bar on a Sunday and enjoy the game and watch multiple <laughs> games. You know, I'm on a flight from LA headed back uh, to Florida, so I, I get to catch one or two. So that's a luxury. You can stay with me. You can stay with that's me. That's a luxury. You'll be all right. Man. You, you know, court. I know I'm going to get the recap from you, but. You know, in, in terms of Kala and just being able to maneuver, outmaneuver a defense the way he does, it's special. And we respect it more, Dave, because we know how hard the NFL is. You know how hard it was yeah. for your quarterback to play that position. You might watch yourself on film, but you see him getting killed in the in the backfield or can't escape pressure, et cetera. And we appreciate those moments. People kind of see it and they come and go to fans, but, you know, it's not until they're done with their careers that people look back and appreciate it, for sure. I think it's I think it's also something that what people don't realize it allows you to call a lot more plays when your quarterback is moving. Yeah. When you can get him out yeah. of the pocket and you're not worried about worried about him, a defensive end crashing, and he's got to immediately dump the ball to a releasing tight end or something like that. You can get him around the corner, yep. create extra time. You could do a double or triple move yep. down the field. That's why you see all the, the these Cardinal receivers able to catch the ball so far downfield. It's not that like the routes are cold. There's four of them. There's Dave. four of them, and they got five seconds to run all yeah, the way down there. So man. you got plenty all day. It's good football. It's purest form. That's Shout out to Rondell Moore doing his thing. Christian Kirk, D Hop. AJ Green, they balling. Tell, t- is there a guy that catches more difficult passes than DeAndre Hopkins? I don't think I've ever seen it. When they do the slow mos of him, when he has the uh, the like the the defend, what Ramsey had his hand in between yeah. the ball and he like yeah. contorting it and twisting yeah. there, fighting it. He almost pinned it on the ground again. Like his focus, his in air focus, which I never really had because I didn't have that much hang time. But like he has that like Jordan-esque hang time where he can catch it and then he's got enough wherewithal to kind of move his hands or his body in another direction to shield himself. Word. Like that that stuff I always Word. find super impressive. I mean, that's call a, him smooth. That's legit. Don't call him smooth. The storyline of that Cardinals game, though, right? So Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, one amazing matchup of young quarterbacks. Kyler Murray is now gonna be facing Trey Lance. Um, who people have talked a lot about, who the Niners made a lot of moves to get. They're, they're going to be questioning this move for four or five years. Uh, is taking over his first snaps of this game. Um, 49ers, Cardinals, Kyler Murray, Trey Lance, two young quarterbacks, two guys who are supposed to kind of play the game the same way. Yeah. I'm curious, when, when, when you see a quarterback across from you that reminds you of yourself, Almost, do you take over some scout team reps or something? Do you help the do you help the scout team out? Like, what do you think it's like over there on, on Tuesday through uh, Friday? It don't work. It don't work. The best no. thing that you know, both teams can tell one another is look, play our quarterbacks in practice the way you're gonna play the game because both of them yeah. are dual threats. They're gonna try to beat you with their arm, or they're gonna try to beat you with their legs, and that's what I'm excited about with Trey Lance now. Kyle Shanahan gets a different dynamic with his quarterback. You know, he, he probably could add another 15 or 20 more plays, effective plays that can help the game. So I never take that part for granted. And, and, and I can't wait to see if this boy is going to shine or not. And it's a big game because all eyes will be on Trey Lance, rightfully so. And, and it makes for an intriguing matchup. Go a little deeper on that with me. And that remind me, okay, so – when you talk about the playbook opens up, we talked yeah. a little bit about maybe a play action pass. 
when when you're feeling your when your quarterback and your offensive coordinator on sync like that, and and you have you go from Jimmy G, who's who's a uh, you know a Tom Brady s quarterback, give me drop five, move up, throw the ball. Now all of a sudden you got Trey Lance. What type of plays? Who who's gonna catch the ball? Where on the field is more action gonna happen? What do you think? What's that offense look zone like? read more zone read, which we talked about this past week uh, on Fox how it's becoming even more relevant. And then that opens up the middle of the field. So that's why Lamar's had a lot of success with his tight ends, the middle of the field, the corner route. So all that becomes open because now you got people walking because down I'm the box. I'm sucking up the wheel linebacker. Yeah, sucking people up, walking down. sucking up the wheel linebacker. Someone's freezing. paying attention. Freezing. I'm free- okay. freezing people. We freezing yep. this way to throw that way. We freezing this way to throw this way. Or to go down the middle. We just freezing people. Hard play action come off of it. And then you're running the ball effectively. If you run a centric and you can block the scheme up, oh man, it's it's so much that you got to coach in that. But when the guys get it, you get a smart group that can execute it. Oh my God, it's instant offense. I, I think I think also is like if you want to catch a defense, um what's the right word? Off guard, guard isn't. Yeah, but like you, you know when you know when a defensive line has their head down and they're rushing really hard and you run a screen on yeah, them and you yeah. just you catch them by surprise yeah. and you're using their strength against them. I feel like that's what fast quarterbacks can do uh, with a good offensive yeah. coordinator, right? They can they can use their defensive strengths against them because they know they want to okay. do. They know that yeah. linebacker wants to come up, or they know that quarter safety wants to come play this zone read and I can throw it over his head or something right, like right. that. So it, it allows you. Even just a little more time for a fake. Maybe yeah. that's the right way to say it. I'm yeah, trying yeah, to say no, it. And, and some gotcha plays. Yeah. A lot more gotcha plays when you got a fast it's, quarterback. It's all about the element of surprise. And you look at some of the best guys in the game, uh, some of the best quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott. You know, these guys are operating at the line of scrimmage and catching teams off guard. You see a lot of guys running wide open. And I think our fans don't understand it, but – it's because the quarterback caught the defense off guard. And, yeah. And nine times out of ten, you don't see that in the league when guys just running wide open. So these guys are executing at a real high level. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I, I think our favorite part of this, uh, the the gaming society here, is we're here to talk ball. And then let you relate that to the game. Right. The Cardinals minus four, point spread, 53 and a half. Cardinals are definitely our favorite in this game, being the 4-0 team and the, and, and the Niners coming off. A, uh, a loss and starting a rookie quarterback or brand new quarterback, rookie, whatever you want to say. He's a good but rookie, like, though. Those right. things are factored in. Those things are factored in at uh, at Arizona. Not like that matters too much. Uh, it's not like that crazy of a, of a distance. But um, I personally, I think I might be going against you. I like the Cardinals here. Um, I think that's my that, that that's my pick. Fifty three and a half. I'm also going the over yeah. on that. I think this is a it's going to be a high scoring game for the things we just mentioned. I think I talked myself into that. Listening to you talking about opening up zones, yeah. Kyle Shanahan trying to throw the ball over people's head for receivers for the Cardinals running deep. So that's where I'm at. I'm not sure where you land, yeah. but uh, Cardinals minus four is is the spread. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm riding the Cardinals wave until I see otherwise, more importantly, because their defense is playing better. I mean, dudes yeah. flying around the ball, Buda Baker, Simmons, you know, those guys playing good good football. And I say all that to say, I do think the 49ers going to produce some good offense. I mean, however 
could we not expect that coming from Kyle Shanahan? But the defense, I gotta get some, I gotta gain some trust in the 49ers defense. And yeah, that might happen over time. Yeah, I I I think so. That's good. I mean these line NFL lines, I always tell people this is more entertainment for anything. These are yeah. always so tight that all these things are factored in. It's never an easy pick for us. But um, one thing that is a little more fun for us to do here at the Gaming Society is always to teach people something at the Betting yeah. Academy. One we're going to re-reference is a prop bet. That means everything but the game totals, right? Basically, is is there something fun that you can bet on? And we've been doing a couple of these. Yeah. I've been keeping track. We're basically 50-50, yeah. right? And one of our favorites are first to 10. So we're going to do the 49ers Cardinals for all about those listeners. Who's the first to tor- who, who's going to be the first team to score 10 points? Cardinals or Niners? Cardinals. Uh, first of 20. Cardinals. Both teams score. Do both teams score more than 15 points? Yes. Does San Francisco, uh, San Francisco's team total go over 22 and a half? Yes. Do the Arizona team total go over 27 and a half? Yes. And I'm taking the over, by the way. <laughs> so to be and clear, the first score, first scoring player of the game is. San Francisco get a touchdown. I was going to say San Francisco field goal. Yeah. I'm going to say first to 10 is going to be the Niners, though. First to 20 is going to be the Cardinals. I have a feeling this is going to be a game where the Niners uh, got some gotcha plays early. Yeah. I, I've always been a big believer in Kyle Sanian's first 15. He's always done a great job. They're going to come yeah. out strong. They're going to. I think they're going to have some easy completions for Trey Lance. I also know that this crew over here, this uh, Cliff Kingsbury, Shanahan, McVay, they got a little click going on over yeah, here. Yeah, they kind of cool. West, they got a cool. Yeah, they got they they, they they running thing. They running the league right now. They're the trying line. to trick each other or something. So that yeah. that's the prop bet section. I, I always am a big fan of those because it gives you a random thing to cheer for in the game. You're not the yep. you're you're the one guy in the bar, at least in my case, yelling at the screen for the yeah, excited about a 49ers field yeah. goal on a plus three fifty five bet so that's always a good fun fun way to get involved in the game as a prop is the prop bet so that's the game uh, the betting uh, academy there for you mike doesn't need any more education on, on the prop bets we're, we're well versed in that nah, but i'm good on that i'm good on that getting into this week the, the prime time picks always our prime time games the thursday night and the monday night football game one big one uh i, I think because of the things you mentioned uh thursday night football this week rams versus seahawks reading my reading my screen right here point spread Rams are favored. It originally, here's here's why I mentioned this off the bat. This is a this is a a key thing to note. the The line opened that Seattle was favored minus one, and okay. after over the course of this week, it switched that the Rams are now favored, and so that tells you that there's a lot more people believing in the Rams than the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. Right? People are kind of moving right. around, but it doesn't right. always. But that's not how always it ends up. It might go back, but it's really interesting because. It's it, the, Vegas will never do just a dead even pick them game. They'll always try to sneak okay. a point in there. Even when they know it's a pick them game, though, they'd rather go over and let everyone figure it out. Like, okay, yeah. I'd rather still bet. But it's really interesting that Seattle was originally favored and now the Rams are, even though it's minus one. But I, I, I really think this is probably the best Thursday night football game we've had besides opening uh, opening week. Rams or Seahawks. I mean, a big win by Seahawks this week. Do you think they can pull off something against the Rams? I mean, I'm not taking no credit away from what the, the Bengals and the Jaguars put on display a couple of weeks ago on Thursday night. That was a really intriguing game. <laughs> Dave, I, I really enjoyed what I was watching. 
<laughs> I mean, two young guns going at it. I mean, that's boom, fair. Boom, that's boom, fair. And then that's fair. Bengals win. Yeah, so so it, it was it was a really good game. Uh, Let's just say like the most high profile matchup a little bit, you know. Right, right. Yes, in terms of pizzazz. I'm in I'm in L.A. You know what do I expect? You know some. Yeah, pizzazz. yeah, yeah. No doubt, showing some love. Um, but but uh, you know, on the contrary, I would say that, you know, this is a big game for Seattle. It's a divisional game. These are the ones that really count, and. I really feel like Matthew Stafford comes into this game knowing that in order to get to, you know, the postseason, let's just start with that. You got to win the division. Sean McVay really does play better, you know, perform better as a coach from a coaching standpoint, you know, versus the divisional games, you know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. I think I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Rams on this one, man. I hate to, I know it's a big game for the Seattle Seahawks, and they got to win it, but something tells me that that defense in Seattle won't be able to stop Matthew Stafford in the Is the NFC West the best division in football right now, you think? Cardinals, Niners, Seahawks, It's the AFC West. AFC West. You think it's the AFC West, Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs? Yep. The, the, The Chargers are good. Raiders are good. They just had to face each other last night. Yep. Um. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's Kansas City it's, Chiefs are good. It's a good division. It's a good, I, I, that's the best division in football. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the NFC... If the NFC West is not the best division, uh, they're definitely second, I think, maybe to the AFC West. You might be yeah. right there. Yeah, potentially. And, and, yeah, and yeah. I don't think people, especially the... Um, and this isn't an issue early on when you're thinking about uh, matchups and, and either who to place a bet on or starting fantasy, whatever it is. But... Break it down a little bit for me in, in, a, in a division game versus a non-division game, right? These are guys that you've yeah. seen, not, not just that you're going to see twice, but you've seen, yeah. what, if you've been there five years, you've seen 10 times, right? Like, you know, yeah, no you know yeah, this situation. Yeah. What which, does that mean? Which makes, you, which makes you angrier as a person, as a player. You know, I don't want to see them again. Like, when I was in Atlanta and we played Carolina, I didn't want to see Steve Smith again. I don't want to see Julius Peppers. I don't want to see Chris Jenkins. I just seen you three weeks ago or four yeah. weeks ago, and now here we go again. So, And I know the magnitude of the game. We really need to win this game. So it made us kind of like hate each other more because we're the reasons why you could be out of the playoffs or wild card and, and vice versa. So the, the conference games, you – in the NFC and you play for Atlanta, you play a team like Detroit or the Packers or you play the Saints, you know, it's out of conference. So you're not really worried about the outcome. You want to win because the more conference games that you win in the NFC, it, it increases your chances, even if you lose your division. Yep. If you win enough conference games, you can knock enough yep. teams out out of the box, and then you know how it plays a factor in the end. Yeah. And then out of conference games, you play, you're in the NFC playing the AFC, it don't affect nothing. You're in the AFC playing the NFC, those games don't matter. They yeah. do. They do. Especially but, for the guys playing because you get paid to play. But for postseason, you, you you're, you're answering the question, and I, and I think a way I always think about it, and this isn't a way that uh, um, uh, is tally, but it's almost like you know hockey or uh, um, or, or baseball. It's like a half a game. It's like one and a half yeah. games with you beat someone. Yeah. It's not a full two yeah. wins, 
But like if you go in, if you're the Falcons, you go into New Orleans and beat them. It's like winning one and a half games almost. Yeah. Because then if yeah. you win at your own place, you've been like, man, we we we're, we we knocked you guys, you damn near out of the playoffs. Two losses and a division opponent. And that means you can't even like you're barely a 50-50 in your own conference. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think this is an interesting part. People forget to factor in is these conference games, what they mean, how often these teams see each other, and especially if it's not a new coach and a, not a new quarterback, right? These are teams right. that are basically, you think like the Seahawks and Rams, they basically saw each other at the end of last year. They probably, uh, what, they, 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 they're going to see each other two more times this year and you factor in a couple. This is six times in three years that they've seen each other yes. playing football. So. Um, I, I'm I'm sticking I'm with you. I'm sticking with the Rams, and then the Monday Night Football game. Um, we got an interesting matchup in that the Colts are trying to find out who they are. Right, we got the Colts yeah. versus the Ravens on Monday Night Football. Ravens are obviously favored as the Colts are trying to find their identity, trying to find their quarterback, trying to find out what yeah. they who they are as a team. And to me, that's that's the story. Is the, are the Colts going to be able to go up to Baltimore and figure out who they are? Because uh, Baltimore sure, sure as shit knows who they are. Well, I think it's imperative that they know who they are when they walk into that stadium so they don't leave out of there with a potential loss or an embarrassment, um, which could potentially happen if you don't prepare for Lamar Jackson. We know what Lamar's going to do. They look good last week versus Denver, 3-1. and one. They shook back. They, they had some big wins that gave them confidence. Um, but, you know, in terms of you know, the Colts and, and, you know, Carson Wentz and everything that's in front of them right now, you know, it, it, this is a, a big game for them. And if they can win it somehow to give them confidence, you know, once again, it's a conference game with AFC game that, you know, at the end of the year in this totality, it can count for something. Yeah. So, you know, Pat, you know, in, in terms of, you know, Carson Wentz just finding his identity right now and, and getting comfortable settling in this is a game where you go on the road and you get this one people are starting to say Carson Wentz is back that's that, that I think that's what I'm most interested in right and that like I've been on some teams where we lost a quarterback and we lost one of our bigger players and then we try to sub in someone else and work right you look at like the Colts over the last yeah. couple of years and, and people I don't think the average fan um uh maybe I'm harping on some of this too much this entire episode but I, I like I know as a player what I what I was going to get when I walked in and played the Pittsburgh Steelers. I knew as a right. player what I was going to get when I walked in and played the Miami Dolphins. They didn't have the type of uh, 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 gravitas that the Steelers did. I knew I wasn't going to play as a tough a team. I was going to play a fast team. Right. I was going to play a slick team. Right, That was their identity. I knew who I was going to get when I played the Patriots. I don't know who you're going to get since the Colts. Since Manning... Yeah. And Andrew Luck, they were the same type of team. They were a team that 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 would methodically beat you. They were a team that was well run from the quarterback position. They were fairly simple on defense, and they would just they would yep. just vertical and 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 cross you to death on offense, and then strike yep. you with a great running back. I don't know who they are anymore, right? Like Carson yeah. Wentz, I don't think has forgot who he is technically as a quarterback in a lot of ways. Um, he's an incredibly gifted, Jonathan Taylor. Is on my fantasy. And he's killing you. And you know how we feel about our fantasy <laughs> league right now. JT was good. Let's go. Uh, Let's go. Well, well, you know what? We might as well we might as well perfectly segue into that because you know what? The the, the Colts Ravens, it's it's minus six and a half of the Ravens. That's that point right there. It's not above or below seven. 
So uh, I, I'm yeah. taking the Ravens. I think they're definitely a touchdown win yeah, uh, in this game. I'm not a big believer in a team that doesn't have an identity. Point total is 50. That's the more interesting line, I think. Um, I could go either way on that one. It really depends on how much faith you have in uh, Carson Wentz and, and the Colts. Are they going to put up some points? Because I think the, the Ravens can definitely score 30. Is it, are, are the yeah. Colts, Colts going to score yeah. 20? I'm taking an under on that. I'm taking but, an under. Speaking of the under, uh, fantasy football, um, I was not under. I was over again for four weeks in a row with another W. Jonathan Taylor actually yeah. produced well for you as you defeated Yeah, Marissa yeah, he, yeah, he came through for me. A yeah, big I'm fantasy up football victory for Mike Vick. And let me tell you, Mike Vick, I don't know if you read the accolades in the sleeper app, but you got manager of the week. Congratulations. I mean, that don't surprise me. That don't surprise me, man. I'm making moves. I'm making moves. But more importantly, and I hope we need to send this segment to him, the worst manager of the week, Paul Pierce, needs to focus, Ooh. get back on there, which is uh, which is, uh, which is, unbelievable that he Paul. got the worst manager when Ray Lewis forgot to sub out one of his receivers and got the lowest score in the league with 78.6 points. Hey, man, they better pay attention. You got to pay attention to what's going on. You got to pay attention. You got to be up on things. We better yeah, get Ray Lewis back in the up. game. I'm, I'm currently dominating. And uh, going into week five, Mike Vick's got the double tight end Eric Dickerson to deal with. Who's Who honestly, if, if Travis Kelsey and Kittle have good games, they are tough to deal with. But he doesn't have enough receivers I mean, on his roster. So so I think you'll be I mean, all right. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals know who they got to stop. I think they know that. And I'm going after producer Mike Davis, who I'm not going to take it easy on him. I'm going to be honest. Like, you know what? Sometimes nah. with, with like with some of these guys, I'm like, oh, I don't need to sub in my better player. I'm going all out. I'm going for manager of the week this week. I'm going to try to murder Davis. I'm going to try to pin him into some bad players. I might try to better. do something in free agency. Davis, I'm showing no mercy yeah. on you. I hope you know that. I'm going for I'm going for 5 and 0. Oh. And you know what? It makes me feel good that, that like the data guy is actually winning right now. Because if I were zero and four, I don't think I would hear the end of it from you. You'd be like, "I thought you were supposed to be yeah, teaching those me something." Yeah, guys so. got some inside job going on. <laughs> so that's Mike still owe me a player. He still owe me Devontae Adams. You know what? I wanted to step up to the plate. If if you haven't seen our fantasy draft, you might want to put it on during lunch or something and put it in the background. It's it's the funniest oh, shit I've man. seen in a long oh, time. Man. It, like, it was so good. Like getting Paul Pierce online, Mike getting jacked out of two picks, uh, the, the comments by uh, uh, and the comment thing by KG, Paul Pierce telling he's going to drive over to KG's house and scoop him up. That's, that was too funny. Yeah, good but stuff. One segment that we wanted to kind of wrap it all in with, and we want to end this show, is what we call the all in. You know what? I've been listening to what you've been talking about. Uh, how you've been kind of uh, uh, formulating your, your uh, uh, what, what you think about these different teams. You know, I was, I'm scrolling back up here, how you talked about the Bills and the Chiefs, how you broke down Trey Lance, Niners and Cardinals, how you would talk about uh, the division play with the Rams and Seahawks. We got an all-in bet. It's our section to say, you know what, I'm listening to all you've had to say. What are we in on? I'll tell you what I'm in on, and it's something we haven't mentioned, but I hear you talk about it. I'll start the all-in on. You can piggyback or go on your own. I think morale, and you talked about that at the very top of the show with the Seahawks, uh, rallying um, and winning. And I think morale is key. And I think the morale in Jacksonville is so low, it can't get any lower. I also think it touches on another thing that we mentioned was this is a division game. This is a Titans versus Jacksonville. I don't care if the Titans have one, 
or two receivers. They still got Derrick Henry, and there is nothing yeah. more of a morale beater than watching a 6'4", 250-pound man just pound you in the face for four quarters. So I got the my all-in bet is on the Titans to cover because I don't think Jacksonville wants to play football for Urban Meyer right now. But I'm curious where you sit on your all-in of the week. Wow. Um, my all-in of the week, I'm going all-in on the Arizona Cardinals. I think after a quarter of the season, they done showed me that they are a complete team on both sides of the ball. I think they really buying into what Cliff Kingsbury is selling and just some good football being played in Arizona. I know that look, the 49ers need a win, and they got a new rookie quarterback that's going to be starting. And as a defensive player, I would – think that those guys feel real good about playing against a rookie. You got to trick them. You got to get them off his mark. You got to make them uncomfortable. That being said, Kyler Murray is not uncomfortable. They got four amazing receivers and he got options and they got a run game and he's part of it too. So I'm taking Arizona Cardinals to win and cover all bets. All in. I like it. You know what? Really is kind of what we've been talking all about. In. We're all in. We're all in with the gaming society. This is week five. I'm excited to be back next week. You know what? We got we got a lot, a lot of good matchups. We got good Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night football games this week. It'll be a good one. Mike Vick, I'm Dave Anderson. Thank you, everybody. That's the Game Society Football Edition. Yeah.